relief factor, pain relief that's natural, pain relief that works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. Be the next success story. Welcome, dear friends, to America First One-on-One. For those of you who uh, may know me solely from my three hours of radio every single day here on the Salem News Channel and maybe my TV show on Newsmax, I had a life before media. Yes, indeed, whatever I am today, radio host, broadcaster, you decide. My background was in counterterrorism from 19... Oh, my gosh, way back when... Uh, 1989, when I joined a reserve unit of the uh, British Territorial Army, all the way up to working in the White House as strategist to the president, my thing was national security. And one of the things I was into is understanding groups like Al-Qaeda and ISIS and helping our warfighters, members of our intelligence community and the police, to understand the threat. What do these people believe and how can they be defeated? In that, um, I came across a video several years ago which demonstrated a problem in America, a problem with the youth, especially at our colleges. A brave man went onto the campus of UC Berkeley with two different flags to see what the reaction of the students would be. And here's a little clip. We're here on campus at the University of California at Berkeley to find out how offensive students find the ISIS flag. ISIS is misunderstood. We just want our own state. Why does America keep bombing us? America and Western imperialism are to blame, not ISIS. We just want a state of our own, an Islamic state, no different than America. Israel's what? I don't even know what that means, sir. And what's Hamas is a great place, right? Israel protects Palestinian human rights. Yes, it does. Israel protects only Hamas is responsible. Right? You agree with that? No, no. ISIS is misunderstood and Israel is a thief in the night. Who is that crazy man? That's a clip from Army on the Street. He calls himself a gonzo journalist. I call him a guerrilla journalist. It doesn't matter. His mother is a big fan of mine, so he can call me whatever he likes. Army Horowitz, welcome back to America First. Ah, it's always a pleasure. How are you, my friend? It's good. I, apart from you telling me uh, before uh, we came on air that I'm not allowed to say Happy New Year to you. Well, uh, we can say Happy New Year to you because Happy New Year, Army. Well, happy new year to you. You happy now? You happy you made me do it. As long as your mother is happy. Army, we have so much to discuss. It's been far too long, <laughs> long since you've been on the show. I'm so glad to have you on one-on-one. But let's stop for a moment. Could you, could you walk us through that amazing experience of you on one of the most famous universities in America, if not the world, with two flags, one of ISIS, the Islamic uh, State, and one of Israel. Can you tell us the kinds of responses you got from the young men and women on campus in California. Yeah, that was, you know, an inc- truly an incredible experience. And I, I would even say that was the, the video that kind of pushed me in the direction of exposure of the hard left. Because the exp- it was a social experiment, and, and what I began with was hidden cameras, right? So they don't know they're being filmed. And in the first part of the video... I flew the ISIS flag. And to make sure they knew what the ISIS flag was, I was, in fact, chanting, let's kill for ISIS, come fight for ISIS, I represent ISIS, let's kill Americans together. And I got one of two responses, either nothing, or I got support, including from somebody who looked like a professor and a bunch of students. Now, of course, one would think, well, you know, it's Berkeley, they're kind of used to crazy people. So, you know, maybe they were just kind of going through a day and say, here's another crazy person. So the second part of the experiment was when I went back the next day with hidden cameras again, and I flew the Israeli flag. But instead of getting people simply ignoring me or even supporting me, 
I got invective thrown down for me from the moment I unfurled the flag. Screw you, you baby killer, go to hell. And then, and, and by the way, a bunch of anti-Semitic comments as well. What's funny was, I also I actually, I actually did that experiment again a couple of years later. ISIS flag again at the beginning because ISIS was back in the news, and this time I unfurled the second day the American flag to see what response I got from the American flag, and the response, wouldn't you know it, was exactly the same as the Israeli flag. When the ISIS flag was unfurled, and I was saying let's kill Americans, I got support. And when I flew the American flag, it was, again, baby killer, you piece of garbage. That country you're representing is a piece of garbage. It is an unbelievably revealing social experiment that I did those two times. And, and, and let's be clear here. This wasn't last week when, when you know, ISIS, thanks to President Trump, is kind of an unpleasant, uh, forgotten memory. This was nine years ago at the height of violence when, you know, Jordanian fighter pilots were being burnt alive in cages by ISIS. American uh, kidnapped individuals were being beheaded alive by Jihadi John uh, on video. So th- this, is, this is when everybody knew what ISIS was. And isn't, wasn't there a video where... Where somebody agreed to donate money to ISIS? Am I am I making that up? No, no, you're not. That was more recent. That was about a year ago. That wasn't actually it wasn't ISIS. It was the Taliban because it was, it was oh, right when, you let, when the Taliban had killed. Yeah, when they just killed however many Americans it was because we did 13, a terrible th- 13 job. Thirteen Americans when we pulled out a background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's correct. And and so I so it was in the news and on the top of everybody's mind. So I said to them, Hey, look. Now that the U.S. is out, we're trying to uh, fund the Taliban to kill more Americans. You know, we were successful in this one attack. Will you give me, again, hidden cameras, right? They, they, don't, they don't know this is a joke. They think this is serious. Will you give me money to kill uh, American soldiers around the world and American civilians around the world? I made, I made the use of proceeds very, very clear. And, yes, I raised hundreds of dollars from Berkeley students willing to fund the killing of American civilians and soldiers around the world and here in the U.S. Well, I, I, I hope you donated it to victims of, uh, you know, the violence against the IDF in vi- Israel or to uh, U.S. veterans. We're talking to Army Horowitz. He's a gonzo guerrilla journalist. He is a brave, brave man, armyhorowitz.com. And you can follow him on all social media. Uh, let's start at the beginning, Army. For those who haven't caught uh, our previous discussions here in America First, how did you get into the business of gonzo journalism? You know, it, it started with, uh, I, I used to be an investment banker. I know I'm embarrassed what? to say, and I thought it was kind of odd. What investment bank would hire Ami Horowitz? <laughs> I know it's weird, wild, wacky stuff. What can I tell you? Uh, and I work for Lehman Brothers, so that goes to show you, you know, what they know. And, uh, you know, one day I was actually watching uh, a Michael Moore film, Bowling for Columbine. Uh-huh. And for, I'd seen it before. So I, I and, and what, was, and what, what were your politics about, at this point? What were your politics, Army? Similar, similar as today. Okay. I, 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 my, my, my mother and my father raised me as a very uh, serious patriot to always love this country um, and always you know, defend the values of this country. That, 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 that had never changed. Okay. But when I was watching this, this movie, Born for Columbine, by Michael Moore, I was thinking about the United Nations and how screwed up the U.N. is, how it's really failed its mission around the world to protect people. And I was thinking, how do I get this message across? Right? I was just kind of thinking about it and obsessing about it. And I looked over at the screen, and I saw Michael Moore's movie. And as, as different as his politics are from mine, I realized that this was a very, very good medium. This idea of a dark documentary, a comically dark documentary shot on location where you can expose a particular issue. And I thought, this is, what, this is my mission in life. I literally, this was a Saturday night. Monday I quit my job, Seb, and I said, I'm going to go raise money and make this movie. Raise several million dollars. We made this movie, shot it around the world, and it was a success. It was in 40 and, theaters around the and, country. And what, what was your background in making movies, career. Army? Uh, I saw a bunch of movies. Does, does that count? <laughs> uh, a little bit, a little bit. Los talk- Angeles? Is that something? I don't know. Uh, I, I don't guess, know. I this guess. And by the way, that was the first question every investor asked me. Right. Excuse me. Right. Why am I giving this money, and how are you going to spend it properly? 
Absolutely amazing. Of course, that's what the genesis story of this gonzo journalist. We have so much more to share with you. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America First. Don't ever miss any of our one-on-one discussions with the real experts, with the true newsmakers. Make sure you are subscribed. Go to Spotify right now. Plug in my name, Sebastian Gorka, America First. Leave us a five-star review and share the links with your friends. It does help with dastardly algorithms. Also, if you are truly America First, check out Amazing America First gear at SebGorkaStore.com. We have our FBI t-shirt jointly with Chris Plant. It stands for Fascist Bureau of Intimidation. We can't print them fast enough. Our hottest selling item. Our latest is the Elon Musk t-shirt. Yes, thank you, Elon. Hashtag Twitter files. Pay attention. Are you paying attention? We have the mug as well. And you asked for it. You demanded it. And we made it. It's the challenge coin, America first with President Trump and my motto, stay frosty. Go today, SebGorkaStore.com. That's S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A, SebGorkaStore.com. Uh, Army, you have, are you still in Israel? Have you just got back from Israel? No, I, I'm in Israel leaving tomorrow night. All right, so I got to ask you because you, 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 you presumably were there when the, uh, the recent synagogue attack happened. So I, I was. just want to... I want to quote from a a friend of mine who um, was there, and it's 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 a guy you you may know, great guy, uh, Bruce Abramson, and he said the Wall Street Journal wrote in response to seven killed at a synagogue, um, the event described by as a terrorist attack. How, how did we get to a point where the Wall Street Journal says seven people murdered at a synagogue is what the authorities call terrorism? I mean, I mean, you know as well as I do that the Wall Street Journal news uh, section is uh, not that different from the New York Times. Yeah. There's, it's almost like two different papers, the opinion section. Yeah, so you've got, you've got to separate the news, the, the news desk of the Wall Street Journal from the opinion. The, the only you know, sign of, of conservative values is, in the, is on the opinion page. Yeah, look, and, and by the way, they're, they're, not, uh, they're not alone, right? I mean, if you, you look across the spectrum of, of news, um, this word, again, it's the, word, the word that pisses me off more than most is, is a cycle of violence. Cycle, I hate that term. It is the worst term to describe what's going on. It is not a cycle of violence. It is a one-way violence. When, you know, when, when, you, when people, when the IDF goes into Janine and kills terrorists who are planning an attack in Israel, and then somebody attacks and kills seven civilians in a synagogue, that's not a cycle of violence. That's, that's an inability to differentiate between the fire and the firemen. It's, what's the situation now in Israel uh, politically? What's the situation like on the street? Is there hopes for the new administration? What's, what's the atmosphere like, Army? Well, on the ground, as you can imagine, it is very, very tense, particularly in Jerusalem, where, where I am. Um, and I've got friends who, look, they're, they're lifelong Israelis. They grew up here. They've been through this thing over and over again. And I was like, let's have dinner in, in Jerusalem. Like, I don't know if we're comfortable coming into to Jerusalem. Really? I, I mean, it's incredible. Yes. Um, and in terms of the political side, uh, it's, look, it's, it's, it's not good. Um, right now, obviously, the, the country is in turmoil over the, the issue with the judicial branch and their overhaul of the judicial branch. And now you're adding this to it, and it makes it even more complicated and difficult. Uh, and frankly, it does give um, it does give both of the you know the, the extreme sides of, of Israeli politics, left and right, gives them both ammunition. And it's uh, it's no, it's, it's not good. I'm not sure how long this, this government lasts. To be honest. Well, we were there with 350 of our listeners uh, just. Uh... Wow, just a month ago, and it was an amazing time to be in Jerusalem. We were in Jerusalem. We went to Masada, the uh, the Dead Sea. Sad to see that the quote-unquote cycle of violence that only one side is instigating continues to this day. We're talking to Army Horowitz. Follow him at Army Horowitz. Uh, Army, got to ask you, as a, a member of the real journalistic cadre, uh, we talk about bias in the Wall Street Journal, in New York Times and CNN and elsewhere. What are your reactions to what we've seen in the last two months, thanks to Elon Musk uh, coming out of Twitter? Do you think that this is finally 
uh, a peek behind the curtain of real collusion in America where we see the authorities working with big tech, working with media to suppress certain narratives? Or is this just a, a little blip on the radar? Elon's shown us something and then he'll get back to normal su- suppression in a couple of months. No, this wasn't a peek behind the curtain. The, the, the curtain was ripped down for all to see. It, w- it was it was. It was left naked and alone and shivering for us to watch. But the problem is only half of us saw that. The other half blissfully is ignorant of it. They ignored it. They didn't talk about it. I mean, all this bombshell reporting by Matt Taibbi uh, and so forth, this was not covered by anybody in the mainstream media. This was only covered ad nauseum by us as well it should be because it really showed the disgusting nature, as you put it, the collusion between government and big tech. Um, do I think things will go back to normal? They already have gone back to normal. They've already, they've already gone back to it. Um, I see suppression in my own personal YouTube and Facebook all the time, all the time. So, no, it hasn't changed anything. Thank God Elon Musk has control of Twitter. That's, that's a, another, um, it's another avenue for us to broadcast our views unfettered, hopefully. Um, no, I, I don't. I think it's going to set up a, a. I think over time, what we're going to see is a massive showdown between Twitter and the rest of the social media cadres. What does and that I mean? Think, what, um, what will a massive showdown between Musk's Twitter and the other platforms look like, Army? I think ultimately, what it what it means is, and it's not good, is that either they're going to change their ways, right, and they're going to they're going to no longer suppress. Uh, the messages we're putting out, what we're going to have is a bifurcated system where you see conservatives just migrate to Twitter and move away from the other platforms. I think that's what it comes down to. Either they're going to understand that this has to be an open society, this has to be open, has to be open information, which is the entire idea behind social media in the first place. They betrayed their ideals. They had to go back to their original ideals as unfettered messaging, or they're going to lose the half the population who's going to migrate back toward uh, or migrate toward Twitter, and we're and that and we will all lose because of that. We do not want to have silos, informational silos. Right. Nobody wins. It doesn't help this country. It really destroys the fabric of our community. Nobody wants that. Just some figures uh, tweeted out by Megan Kelly, as she calls it, the five alarm fire at CNN, lowest ratings in nine years. Just these shocking figures, 400,000 uh, 400, viewers in prime time. In the all-important 25 to 54 news demo, CNN had 93,000 viewers. We have 3 million, 3 million listeners. CNN has 93,000. Maybe the market will mean the end of CNN in the future, but maybe they'll just become another plaything of a billionaire like Jeff Bezos and the Washington Post. I'm Sebastian Gorka. We're talking to Army Horowitz one-on-one. Thank you for all your very kind comments about Dr. G Mark II. Yes, indeed. Thanks to Dr. Ashley Lucas and her amazing team at my PhD weight loss. I've lost 42 pounds. That is Mark to my colleague, Mike Gallagher, lost 50 pounds. Now, maybe he had more to lose, but, you know, I doff my cap to Mike. If you're a little thick around the middle, if you had too much pie at Christmas, listen, you need to be the healthiest you you can be. If I can do this, anyone can. Five meals a day, no stupid pill popping, no calorie counting, just burning the fat off. Call today, 864-644-1900, or just go to myphdweightloss.com. That's 864 864- Six four four one nine zero zero. If I can do it, anyone can. My phdweightloss.com. If you enjoy the show, we are on all social media that matters. Follow us right now on Truth Social, on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Parler, on Getter, on Telegram, on CloudHub. We are a televisual feast as well. You can watch us. Yes, we're a TV show. Go to SalemNewsChannel.com. And lastly, my personal Substack, unique exclusive content. It's my name, SebastianGorka.substack.com. That's my whole name. SebastianGorka.substack.com. Follow us today and guarantee you never miss any of our content. My pillow is having their biggest sheet sale of the year. 
You all have helped build my pillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, my buddy, the inventor and CEO, wants to give back to my listeners. The Percal bedsheet set is available in a variety of colors and sizes, and they're on sale. For example, the queen size is regularly $89.98, but now for you, just $39.98 with your listener promo. Order now because when they're gone, they're gone. The Percal sheets are breathable and have a cool, crisp feel. They come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. It's a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call 1-800-829-8468, promo code Gorka, or just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio list square, and plug in G-O-R-K-A. That's 1-800-829-8468 or MyPillow.com, code Gorka. All right, it's not just about amazing content to do with uh, foreign policy, the uh, double standards on our friends like Israel and our enemies like ISIS. It's about what's happening domestically here in the United States. There are certain narratives the left would have you believe, such as black people and Hispanic people don't know where the DMV is. They're stupid. They can't get a driver's license. That's what the Democrats would have you believe. Now, if that is true, perhaps it needs to be investigated. Perhaps a journalist from, oh, I don't know, MSNBC could ask black people, do they know where the DMV is? Well, of course they didn't. But our buddy, Ami Horowitz, did. Do you have ID normally? you carry ID around? Yes, I have state ID. Do you carry ID? Yes, I do. Do you know anybody, who, any black person who doesn't carry ID? No. Everyone that I know has an ID. Why would they think we don't have ID? <laughs> That's a lie. Why would they say that? Do you have ID? Yes. Because I have my ID and my friends have their ID, so like, we know what we need to carry around. Everybody that I know have ID. Like, that's one of the things you need to walk around with New York with, an ID. Do you know any black adult who does not have ID? No, I don't. Is it a weird thing to even say that? Yes, it is. What is this, some, some type of uh, trick candy camera? I like know, that? right? <laughs> that's the only thing I brought with me. Those are legit, yeah. legit IDs. I heard a lot also that uh, black people can't figure out how to get to the DMV. Really? That, that, what does that say to you? I know it's at 125th Street. Do you know where the ID, the, the DMV is around you? It's on 125th Street and 3rd Avenue, I believe. You know where to get there? Yeah. Did you have a problem getting there if you had to get there? No. It's, I know these sound like silly questions. You know how to get the DMV? Of course. You know where it is? Yes. You can get there? Uh-huh. No problem. No problem. Just checking. Okay. And I also heard a lot that black people, especially poor black people, have no access to the internet, can't figure out how to use the internet. <laughs> That's... That's, a, that's just stupidity, honestly. Everybody has access to the internet. Even a little kid can figure out how to work the internet. I had access to the internet for years. You know how to use it properly, right? Exactly. I do it at work. So, of course, I know how to use it. Smart. My kids know how to use it. I mean, you have to laugh, but on the flip side, this is what the Democrats have told us, that asking people for ID when they vote is voter suppression of black people because black people are too stupid, I guess, because the Democrats tell us they are to get a driver's license. Army, um, the first part of that video that we don't have time to show here, but everybody should follow you at Army Horowitz and armyhorowitz.com. You interview white people also from New York. And what do they tell you, Army? You know, I... I I, that video started off a, a series of videos I do where I where I show white people talking about black people and then talking about black, and I talk to black people about the white people said and it, it, it across the board every time I do it, it is a it is the exact same thing you have white people pontificating about the inability of black people to do a number of things in this case have, have walk around with ID or know where the DMV is. Or in some cases, I did one most recently I loved about black obesity. And I asked white people, why is there higher obesity rates in the black community? And they tell me, racism. I, I can't make this up. They actually told me that black people stress eat because the amount of racism out there. That's not a joke. I didn't no, wait ha- that. Hang on, hang on, hang on. They, told me. they said black people are overweight 
because they're stressed out because of white racists? That wasn't one person who told me that. That is a narrative that I heard. <laughs> and then, of course, I go to the black community and I ask them, I said, why is there higher black obesity than white obesity? And they go, because we eat the wrong foods. We don't have personal responsibility. Exactly what you and I would think the answer would right. be is common sense. It's what I heard from the black community as opposed to the liberal community, who's, the white community who says, we know better. Listen to us. We know better than black people. That's the overarching theme. Every time I talk to white leftists about black people, that's what they talk about. Black people don't know. We know better. And I'm, 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 I'm curious. Do the, do the black people you ask who say this is absurd, do they have any reaction? Don't they know that white Democrats say this about them? So now you're getting to a far more interesting area, right? An area that we have all as conservatives have struggled with. And that our values as conservatives align far more with the black community's values than they'd share with Democrats and liberals, right? right? And we always have wondered why, how, what could we do to bring them back? Yes, of course, they, they, they are beginning to understand that. They really are. You are seeing a change in demographics slightly, but methodically in the right direction of black people saying enough with the, the, the white savior complex of the Democratic Party. Uh, we are actually more aligned with, with, with conservative and conservative values, and I think we have to move. And then, by the way, if you see the numbers, particularly among black men, yeah. a far starker number, black men are moving decisively in the direction of the Republican Party. I think we have to continue to make inroads because it is a demographic that we actually can win back. And if we do, it's the end of the Democratic stronghold right. because that's, that's the demographic they rely on the most. We, we saw amazing figures for President Trump in uh, 2020 from the uh, black uh, community and especially the male black community. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America First. We're talking to Army Horowitz coming to you from the relieffactor.com studios. Relief Factor, pain relief that works, pain relief that's real, pain relief that is liberating half a million Americans right now, me included. But it's not just me. It's people like Leah from Ohio. This is Leah's story. One Sunday morning, I sat on my couch in so much pain, I was in tears. That's the day I ordered Relief Factor. Following directions, in eight days, I found relief only to get better and better. I'm a believer 100%. Incredible stories. You should be the next one. There's only one way to find out, but it's super easy. Order the three-week quick starter pack at relieffactor.com. It'll be at your door in three days or less. Take it morning and evening like I do. And I promise you, Dr. G's guarantee, by the end of those three weeks, you will know whether it works for you like it works for me, Leah, and 500,000 of your fellow Americans. Don't wait any longer. You know it makes sense. Call today. 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. Call today. 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. No, I don't know. I don't even know if, if our guests knows the, the right number of how many tens, how many hundreds, uh, how many thousands of hours he has uh, recorded of his guerrilla journalism. For me, um, of all the things I have seen you pro- produce, Army, the most powerful of all, perhaps because of its simplicity and its, its deep, deep pathos and just cutting to the quick of of all the things that could be labeled politics but aren't really politics but are far, far more basic, are when you went to a very dangerous part of the world. You went to Caracas in Venezuela, and as the sun was setting, you had to pixelate this man's face out. You decided to talk um, 
to a young father who was walking the streets as the sun was setting. Let's play this cut. This is a pretty dangerous part of town. What are we doing here? Buscando algo que comer. What, what kind of food? Lo que sea, lo que encuentre. Perro, un gato, una paloma. Tengo mucha hambre. I am really hungry. Tengo mucha hambre. I am really hungry. Uh, who was that man, and was he just some kind of pervert that likes to eat feral cats in Caracas Army? No, it was a guy that we, we, we randomly came across on, on the street um, who was clearly hunting for, for, for something, and we act, went up to him and said, hey, what, what are you doing? He said, I'm looking for food. Um, you have to understand what Venezuela was uh, not that too long, not that long ago, maybe yeah. 15 years ago. It was a thriving country. Uh, now, granted, it was mostly driven by petrodollars, but yet it was a thriving metropolis, Caracas, and a very successful country. Uh, and what happened was uh, Hugo Chavez took over that country and began its inexorable decline to where we find it today, which is a failed state. When I, when I went there, just to describe, I think it's worth taking a second to describe the scene. Yeah. The airport had no lights. The lights were off at the airport. This is 3 o'clock in the afternoon, an international flight landing in an international airport, and there were no lights, no electricity. Everything was done by hand. And when I got to my hotel, you know, the Marriott Hotel, they said, look, we're, we closed this place at 5 o'clock, nobody's a, 5 o'clock p.m. Nobody's allowed out of this apart, out of the hotel. Everybody's got to lock down, has to stay in. Of course, we didn't do that, and I don't do that. Um, somebody in the video itself that you just, you just showed a, a, the beginning of – on camera, we saw a man shot and killed in front of us. We randomly were filming B-roll, and we hear crack, 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 and we turn around, and the guy was shot in front of us. Then you see a police officer walk up to him, look at his body, and walk away. This is what Venezuela has become complete and utter chaos, and it is 100% responsible by the left. And what's so crazy, there's a companion video I shot a few months later when I came back to the United States. I interviewed people on the left again. I said, and I described them what's happening in Caracas and what the, what, what the system has done to it. And I said, which system do you prefer, their system or our system? And they said to me, we prefer their system because at least everybody is miserably equal. And that really, to me, defines the left completely. And, and, and these people you were talking to matter. here, they weren't hobos in a cardboard box under a bridge. I presume these were well-to-do middle-class people who were calling for uh, depravity and poverty for all. A hundred percent. And mostly, of course, white people, yeah. right? And... Uh, yeah, no, but it's a defi- it, is, it really was an important moment. It defines the left. That it's, if, if there, there cannot, even if you, you know, all, everybody is better off in an economic system of inequality, right? And you're going to have rich, you're going to have poor, you're going to have middle class. They would rather have everybody suffer as long as we're suffering equally. And by the way, that's exactly how it plays out in systems like that, not just in Venezuela, but across the spectrum where you have the left in control, particularly communists, communist states, you see everybody suffering equally. And they would rather have that. That is the depravity of the left, in a nutshell, right there. So I, I've got to ask you, and this isn't to you know, question what you do, because I love what you do. What is the point if, if the left is so utterly indoctrinated that you can show a, a young father in Caracas hunting down dogs and cats to feed his children, and they say, well, that's okay because everybody's equally poor, then what are the point? What is the point of your videos? Is, is it just to document the reality so others yeah. who aren't insane can use it? G- give us the philosophy of, of Horowitz Productions. I'm so glad you asked that. I'll tell you exactly what the philosophy is. The philosophy is this, is that I, I and you and others differentiate between left and liberal, yeah, right? Yeah. And liberal, look, liberals and, 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 and us, we agree that we want this country to be better. We just disagree slightly on how to get there. Higher taxes, lower taxes, whatever. The problem is, if you ask liberals 
And you say the liberals. Do you, do you know what the left believes in? Destruction of capitalism, the destruction of this country's values, transing five-year-olds. They will tell you that's not true. Yeah. They will tell you right. those are right-wing Fox News, Seb Gorka talking points. Yeah. The left doesn't believe that. No, 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 that's not true. The point that I try to make these people is that you and I have more in common than you have with the left. You have not, basically nothing in common with the left. And that they, I have to, these videos are meant for the center left to understand and cut the ties between them and the hard left. Because that's how we move this country forward. We move it forward by understanding that we have more in common than we have in difference. Liberals and conservatives. That doesn't mean the left. The left and us have nothing in common. And they have nothing in common with liberals. And I want liberals to understand that. And if I tell them that, they don't believe it. But if I show it to them in their own words, they have no choice but to believe it. Yeah, I, I think in that video, you should watch the whole video from Caracas, uh, was made for PragerU, uh, with that amazing organization. My colleague Dennis does make this distinction on his show every single day, that there are leftists and there are Democrats, and that's not, not the same. The leftists are the, the extreme radical part of the party. The question is, uh, who is in control and what are the proportions? Uh, Armyhorowitz.com, Army Horowitz on social media. You've got to follow this man you've got to retweet uh, all of his videos he is he is libs of tiktok on video before libs of tiktok even existed telling the truth about the extremists on the left that sadly now control the party uh, thanks to your support dear friends patriot mobile has emerged as one of the leaders in the parallel conservative economy and they have big news they now offer service on all three major networks that means if you're with the big three and like the service, but hate their woke values, you can access them through Patriot Mobile, the only Christian conservative cell phone company in America that now has a performance guarantee. If you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch between the three major carriers for free. How's that for a deal? Also, you can keep your old number. Free activation with my name, special discounts for veterans and first responders. They have a nationwide 4G or 5G network. Don't support woke left-wing corporations with every call you make, with every text you send. Go with the good guys, the good guys who love America like you do. Make the switch today, 972-PATRIOT, or just go to patriotmobile.com slash Gorka. That's 972-728-7468, patriotmobile.com slash G-O-R-K-A. Make the switch today. What keeps you going, Army? Yeah, well, it's oh, not did, the you money. Hear, did you hear that I'll pause? He may be in Israel, but that was a longer pause than just the telephonic connection. <laughs> Look, uh, I, I would love to be able to say uh, the battle is done. The ideological <laughs> war has been won. I can go back to earning a proper living as an investment banker and live happily ever after. Unfortunately, I can't say that. And I just look, I, I, what drives me is that. Thank God I continue to have more and more views. We're, you know, we're, we now average across all platforms over 6.5 million views across all different social wow. platforms and different organizations that, that, that distribute these videos. And daily, my partners at Daily Wire, my partners at PragerU, uh, they do a phenomenal job of getting this thing out there. And, and i got to say, one thing that keeps me going is you know, I've got a million-something followers on Facebook, and I do a poll every year to find out what people's politics are, and a full third of my audience, full third, self-identify as either center or center-left. Wow. And I am very proud of that. Very, very... Now, it seems like a small number, a third. But third isn't bad. Third is actually quite good. And that third is what keeps me driving to make these videos. Look, I, there, there is something to be said about preaching the choir. Right? We, got, we all have to sing off the same hymn book. There's, there's value in that. But I wouldn't be doing it if I wasn't actually moving the needle on people in the center and center left. Because you, you would be shocked how many people are less jaded than we, we think. We are so jaded that they saw a video like mine, they would assume it's propaganda. They actually don't. And I do... I'm a data guy. I really I dig down the data. I do a focus group every year with 25 college students who are center left, and I they watch the videos and they fill out a form before they watch the videos. They fill out a form when they're done with the videos, and consistently between 33 percent and 65 percent change their mind on a particular issue 
based on watching a three to ten minute video that I produced, and that's why we continue to do it because it is in fact successful. Are we are we the good guys? We've only got a minute left with Army Horowitz, ArmyHorowitz.com on all social media platforms. Are the good guys winning, Army? What's your gut feeling? Again, another pause. I am making this guy think today. Look, I I, I will say that sometimes it's two steps forward or one step back, right? And sometimes we're living in the one step. We see the one step, and we forget about the two steps. So I would say that, yes, overall, we are winning slowly but surely because ultimately I have faith in the American people that when when faced with with the data, faced with the facts, they will ultimately make the right decision. Sometimes, and we're in that period right now, we've taken one step back, maybe a step and a half back. But you know what? When we looked at what happened in, in the, the dark days of the U.S. in the 70s, you thought this country might yeah. be over. And what happened? It spawned Ronald Reagan. Yeah. And I think that we're in that period now where I think we are going to see a resurgence in a renaissance in this country because the left went too far. And the American people are sick and they're tired of it, and we're going to see that. If that renaissance happens soon, it will be in part because of the amazing work of this man. Stay safe, yeah. my You're friend so in the Holy Land. Army Horowitz on social media, armyhorowitz.com. I'm Sebastian Gorka. You've been listening to America First one-on-one. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, keep your head on a swivel. Watch your six. Hold the line. Never give up. Never give in. And stay frosty. brought forth upon this continent a new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give me liberty or give me death. The world will little note or long remember what we say here, but it can never forget what they did here. What your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. I can hear you, the rest of the world hears you, and the people... Is America First with Sebastian Gorka. One former Republican congressman described this strategy to me as actuarial arbitrage um, and literally said that he has spoken to many Republicans who will put on the red hat and campaign for Trump and go up on stage with him and then the next day say, I can't wait for this guy to die. That's a direct quote. Oh. And so I-, I was taken aback by how often I heard this. I thought it was kind of a morbid, dark joke at first, but I heard it so often that it started to become clear that this was actually uh, what a lot of Republicans believe, and it just speaks to the desperation in the party. I'm confused, McKay Copins. Did one former congressman tell you, or did you hear it multiple times? Because that's a rather specific thing to have somebody tell you, that they're a Republican, former congressman, who wants President Trump to die... Maybe if they're, I don't know, Adam Kinzinger. Maybe if they're Liz Cheney. Oh, by the way, uh, that cut that we're opening the show with is from somebody called McKay Coppins, who's a staff writer, well, of course, for The Atlantic. Yeah, the hive of globalist left-wing claptrap. Oh, and what are his previous credentials? I'll give you two guesses. BuzzFeed or Politico? Oh, you guessed right. Both. Yes. The man who is now a staff writer for The Atlantic used to write for BuzzFeed and Politico. Perfect. Welcome, dear friends. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America First, and we have so much to discuss. The number here is 833-33-GORKA, 833-334-6752. That is an example of a leftist, of a hack, of a non-journalist. But which is worse, being one of those or being a rhino, a person who 
pretends to be a conservative, pretends to be a Republican, but who in fact hates the people who vote for the Republican Party, detests those that actually built America and keep it running, people who have, oh, I don't know, the former position of strategist to Bush, the Bush family. Yes, GOP strategist. This is somebody called Scott Jennings who, well, look, A, he's appearing on CNN, not to be combative like I did when I was in the White House, but to amplify CNN. Why would you go on CNN as a putative, as an alleged Republican, to support the garbage that CNN is spewing because you're not a Republican. And I'd like you to just pay attention to this man got paid, paid probably quite handsomely, to strategize, to be a strategist for the Bush cabal. And how deep is his strategic analysis? Well, now he's turning his acumen onto President Trump and Ron DeSantis and the oncoming primaries. Let's listen to Scott Jennings, cut for. There's only one strategy for getting rid of Trump. It's to beat his ass. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Ron DeSantis is going to have to get in this race and beat him. That's the only way to make this go away. Now, he might have legal troubles and other things are going to happen. And that's it. There's no other strategy except to run and get more votes and win. And there are things that will complicate that. Other people getting into the race for instance. Yeah, but look, they, let me just tell you. You got Trump and DeSantis who are in a different universe in terms of their level of national support. And everybody else is like fighting for 1% of the rest of the oxygen. If, if DeSantis wants to make a go of this, the reservoir of support exists to do it. The message, the generational message exists to do it. But he's got to do it. So the deep strategic analysis from Mr. Scott Jennings, former GOP strategist to the Bush family, is... Ron DeSantis, his strategy should be to beat Donald Trump's ass. Oh, and he added, to get more votes than Donald Trump. Now, I don't know how many years of training, how many master's degrees in poli-sci and campaigning it took for Scott Jennings to come up with the insight that the only way to beat Donald Trump is to beat him. And the only way to get more votes than Donald Trump is to get more votes than Donald Trump. Uh, Jeff, are you out there? Are are you impressed by this GOP strategist strategy? Uh, I would say to him, didn't we once have another Florida governor with all the money in the establishment behind him run against Trump? How'd that work out? (laughs) But to to go even on this little CNN show with 300,000 views and to say the strategy DeSantis has to have is to beat him. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. That's it. I guess that's all you got to do. I, I, I guess that worked as well for McCain as well. Thank you, Jeff. Look, um, I was on, uh, I'm on Tuesdays now. It used to be Thursdays. He, he's changed the schedule because of some traveling he's doing. I was on with Alex Marlowe for Breitbart uh, Sirius XM this morning. And I decided to have to interview him a bit. It might be his show, but I have fun because Alex is a smart guy. He is employee number one. Employee number one of the Breitbart empire that Andrew created. And I wanted to get his take on the DeSantis vice Trump phenomena, the putative split or the, you know, he's the new head of America first and whether President Trump has caused himself lots of problems with promoting the vaccine and Ron DeSantis is so amazing because he kept Florida open. And we had a great discussion. We'll be posting the audio on our or social media later today. But, but here's a, just a little reminder of Ron DeSantis's true track record. There, there is this narrative that certain people, former Trump supporters, conservative influencers are pushing out there that Ron DeSantis kept Florida open forever, that he didn't want you to get vaccinated. He kept the schools open it's a lie. It's, it's not true. He unleashed parts, open parts of Florida after a shutdown that he was told not to do. President Trump advised him, you don't need to shut down the whole of the state. 
concentrate on the hot zones. Then he said, no, 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 we're going to shut it down and we're going to have vaccine stations and testing stations everywhere. Don't listen to me. Here's the clip. Here's the man himself, the governor of Florida. Last month, media reports came flying in that Florida would run out of hospital and ICU beds due to the coronavirus. They posted scary charts. They said we were a week or two behind Italy or New York. Yet we did not panic. In fact, in close coordination with local officials, we made fact-based, data-backed decisions to flatten the curve and protect Floridians. I declared a state of emergency and activated the Florida National Guard. I suspended visitation in nursing homes and assisted living facilities and required strict screening procedures for all associated staff. I moved Florida students to virtual learning, and I issued a mandatory 14-day quarantine for visitors from coronavirus hotspots like New York. So so just those those three things there. A 14-day quarantine from people coming to Florida from hotspots. I mean, who else did that? And shutting down schools so they went to virtual learning. How come people have forgotten that? And then the most, the most horrific of all, suspending visits to elderly care facilities. The thing, you know, the shutting down of those facilities, the separation of the elderly from their families. I... I, where is the open Florida governor? Now, I want there to be a primary. I want the strongest candidate standing to be the nominee for conservatives in 2024. But let's talk about the truth. Let's talk about people's real track records before we try and anoint them before the primary. Which, by the way, is not how we do things in America. The number here, 833-33-GORKA. That's 833-334-6752. Coming to you from the ReliefFactor.com studios, we've got an amazing one-on-one for you today. Never miss any of our in-depth discussions. Make sure you are subscribed. Go to Spotify today. Plug in my name, Sebastian Gorka, America First. It's absolutely free. Leave us a five-star review. Share the links with your friends. And then, if you're really America First... Check out all the amazing America First gear at SebGorkaStore.com. All made in America from our FBI t-shirt, Fascist Brood of Intimidation, to our new Elon Musk t-shirt, to our Challenge Coin, so, so much more. SebGorkaStore.com, back in a moment. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.